<clears throat> and just like that, we are back. Welcome to the show, my people. Hope you're all still enjoying me, grill people, for my own pleasure. It's been so much fun, way more than I could have ever imagined. And people close to me know that I like to talk just a little bit. So having a microphone in my face and somebody across from me with no option but to speak to me really is a blessing. Oh, and um, also, I've been meaning to say this. Thanks to all those that have listened to the Kickback playlist. And shout out to all the subscribers too. I see the numbers are going up. Obviously, they're not quite um, platinum numbers type situation yet, but we're getting there. And I hope you all keep enjoying it. And make sure you look out for the links to it if you haven't already seen it, but you are interested. But anyway, let's keep things moving. Today's guest. <clears throat> he, oh, I need to make sure I do this intro some justice. He's been great to me from the moment I arrived at the club. He's a fifth-year professional, I believe. He is the second most famous athlete out of Notre Dame University. He is the second most famous athlete from Overland Park, Kansas, and the second most successful son in his family. Don't call him Bezler. He's Nick Beasler. Welcome, my friend. Thank you for having me. Did you like that? It was okay. I think there was a few um, errors. You mean that. like hyperbole or whatever? No, just errors. maybe some errors. Errors. I, I believe this is my sixth year. Oh, is it six? Sixth Sorry, year. I thought you started in 15. We part of the 15 Super Draft. Um, yes. But that, so 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, now 20. Okay, right. I'll give you that. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Let's cancel the podcast. Yeah. We done? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, good. Thanks for the conversation. It was, it was a, nice. It was nice talking to you. It was a decent intro. Listen, I didn't bring you here to be fact checked either. By the way, All I right? just whatever I see online is what I see online, and that's what I'm going to roll with. Okay. <laughs> Did they have that wrong on online? Or? Well, I was just I was just carrying wrong. My bad. Okay. Okay. So you're entering year six. My bad. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> also oh, sec okay. you said Let's second famous athlete second, out second of second most famous athlete of Notre Dame. I will gladly take that. Okay, just take it then. Just I will take, take it. it. Just take yep. it. We'll discuss that later. Okay. Let's just take it for now. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I wish you had an applause button. You know, that big intro, I felt like we needed like fanfare to say like Beasler's here. Beasler is here. But, you know, I just have to do, we'll try and do something in post, in like the edit or whatever, yeah? That's fair. Okay, so here we are. And word of warning to the listeners, if he says something that sounds particularly wild, don't believe it. He's incredibly sarcastic. So everything he says, take with a pinch of salt sometimes the whole shaker okay so let's roll notre dame university as we just mentioned that is where you started yeah yes How, were you not part of an academy before that no i had the opportunity to play with kansas city maybe for two years what age was that when i was you know 16 15 16 17 maybe mm -hmm. i think more towards the later part of my high school career but at that point i didn't think academy soccer was where like where it is now okay i didn't i really thought the my club coach was a really good coach and i thought to be honest i could develop more and i didn't think the opportunities that would come from two years playing there mm -hmm. where it was back when i had that opportunity wasn't worth it okay um so yeah i just played club soccer before i went to notre dame and how did you how did you get selected for that university or whatever how, i don't know how that works yeah, so there's, I mean, so now they have these academy showcases. Okay. Back then, before this whole academy you, you thing. You like this is 20 years ago, by the way. It's, what, 10? Eight years, maybe? Yeah, okay. Yeah, eight to 10 years. So not quite 20, but. No, we'll go on. Basically, club soccer had showcase tournaments. You'd go to, you'd play other teams, mainly regional. Mm -hmm. And then college coaches would 
kind of do the dirty work, travel to these showcases and recruit. Okay. And then you just happened to be recruited by them. Yeah. I mean, were I, they the only option you had or did you have a few? I had a few. I made my decision relatively early for, I guess, most college people. I had the benefit of having my older brother go there. Okay. Don't, don't say his name just yet. We'll talk yep. about him later. But he, your older brother did go there. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of knew the name, I guess. Okay. And so they, you know, I, I had been on campus watching his games. Okay. So I, I, they kind of knew me, but I had a few other choices as well. Which are the ones? Do you remember? Yeah. I know Georgetown was interested in me. Um, the, a weird one was St. John's hadn't talked to them at all. And uh-huh. then I'd probably had been committed for, I don't know, let's say a couple months here. I don't quite remember the details, but been committed for a couple months. And the first time they call me, they're saying, Hey, we really want you to, to come take a visit. Hadn't heard anything from them. And just was like, Hey guys, <laughs> okay. you, you might be a little late to the party here, yeah, but, just uh, a fraction, yeah. I'm, I'm already, uh, committed. And uh, how many years were there? We left three years. Three and a half years. So, in as is the case in America in general, soccer isn't exactly the biggest sport here. Where did it rank in terms of the sports within that college? It was, I mean, it was lower. I think at the time we were there, it was becoming maybe a little bit more popular just because we had success. Uh-huh. But still, I mean, they're... Who, what was ahead of it? Which sports? Yeah, so it's... Be honest now. Fo- football. Okay. Football won. To be honest, women's basketball is probably two. Okay. Um, men's basketball, hockey, and then probably lacrosse slash soccer are pretty pretty close to each other. That's so crazy to hear, you know. Like outside of these shores, just that that's never gonna be that's not the way it's gonna be discussed. No. But here you say it, and I can't I can't argue with it. And what was that like then playing? A sport which is so significant worldwide, but within that space, it doesn't really carry that same type of weight. Are you seen in the same way as, say, a football player? If you're both walking down the corridors, are people looking at you in the same way or are they looking at the football player in a different way? They, depending on the football player, it's different. Like quarterbacks, you know. The king. The, the guy, yeah, the guys that are getting the real good football players that are on TV mm-hmm. every week. They're, they're, they're getting noticed, um, obviously much different by everyone. Like, everyone knows who those people are, right? Yeah. But I would say, like, some of the football players that are, let's say, backups, yeah, they probably are getting noticed similar. Like, you can – they stand out more, right? Because mm-hmm. they're they're much bigger. They're, yeah. You see a six-foot-five person and you're <laughs> – you know That's not your around. normal human, whereas yeah. I've got the stature of a normal human, right? Yeah. So, you know, within people who, within athletics, it's probably pretty similar, but mm-hmm. to the normal student, football players, basketball players, even hockey players get noticed. So where would you rank yourself in terms of importance on that campus to compare to a football player? Like, who would you be? Are you like, as a soccer player, are you like the backup punter or something like that? Or are you higher than that? Probably the backup punter. Really? Yeah. That is crazy, you know. Yeah. I don't even know if they have one, but if... So you're lower than the position that doesn't exist? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, for all we know, I was the backup punter. Okay. At Notre Dame. Well, you could kick a ball, so technically yeah. speaking, you could have technically been a backup punter. Yeah. Like for my social status, I maybe should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you went there, and why you there? The whole time you're there, are you thinking about turning professional, or are you solely just involved in the college system? There was a progression. So my first year on campus, it was I didn't play all that much from the beginning and really throughout the whole season, even though, you know, I thought I deserved it. But at that time I was kind of 
figuring out college where <laughs> hold on a sec what's figuring out college you know there's a lot to figure out just such as listen I, what, i've not i've yeah, not been to that situation so you need to be dealing, very clear here dealing with classes dealing with practices dealing with social life your social life you know like going to parties like how much can you do that how much should you do that uh-huh. how like do people do this all the time like you kind of figure out you know what places people go to yeah you know what bars what dorm parties what house parties on top of you know how much work like do when when should i be doing my work within what time practices are and all that stuff mm-hmm. um so that first you know first semester that's kind of figuring that out on top of playing soccer right soccer is number one yeah or at least for me and then kind of figuring out all the other things on top of that and then maybe sophomore year for sure is when it kind of was like okay i've got college a little bit more figured out now what do i want to do after college okay i want to play soccer junior year then it's really okay i want to play professional soccer that's what i want to do what do i need to do to become a professional soccer player granted the first two years you're you're doing the things that would put you in a place to be able to play professional soccer Mm -hmm. but when my junior year hit that's when it was like this is exactly what i want to be yeah does the standard around you and your team affect the way that you believe your goals are affected like say if you if you have a dream of playing as a professional and you maybe have the ability to do it not talking about you here Mm -hmm. we look around and the rest of your team are more concerned about being a college student does that do you think that has a big effect on people making the progression or not i think so i think it also depends the quality of your program right so if you're on a good team you want to win and so everything's competitive people want to win which ultimately will make you you know it it makes you practice harder every day but if you go to there's all there's guys on your team that don't have the aspirations of being a professional soccer player and that's should be understood do they drag you down do you think no because at least at least at the notre dame those people didn't bring bad attitudes yeah. into practice like they they kind of knew where they were mm-hmm. on the team and they they knew that it was still like, the role they were in was still really special compared to what they could be doing mm-hmm. so you, you were there for three years and off was it four it was four seasons four seasons mm-hmm. and how do you i can only relate this to other sports that i've seen like do you declare for the draft or how does it work yeah i think you declare you put your name in it and then you can get invited to the combine, which I guess no longer they have. Yeah. Um, you declare for the draft, and then you get selected, right? And so that's it. You have to. So you you have to go to the combine to be selected, realistically. Not necessarily. Does it help? I yeah, you would think so. I mean, I can't remember how many people. There's four teams of maybe sixteen, seventeen people mm-hmm. on each team, so it certainly helps, right? Um, there's four, there were four rounds and, you know, I think probably realistically, a lot of the players in the first two rounds will get taken serious. And if you're a good player that just maybe got slept on or went to a smaller school mm-hmm. and you get drafted in the later rounds, your talent will, they the coaches will be able to see, but you know, it's so hard for MLS coaches to spend a lot of resources watching all these college games on top of the whole world right of soccer and trying to trying to scout all these other players so 
the combine was kind of a interesting I don't think it's the best way to evaluate can you, talent. Can you just, so obviously anyone that's listening to this based in America that has seen a combine understands it, but can you explain what that's like to people who've never seen a combine? Because I think I've seen a combine before on YouTube, a soccer one, mm-hmm. and it's not how I perceived it was going to be. So there's there was four teams of, yeah, like I said, maybe 15, 16 players that get invited uh, to the combine. The first, you maybe practice one time with your team, um, they get split into four teams. Um, I think the coaches do like a mini draft within, of, <laughs> with all those players, right? Okay. So you maybe spend an hour training one day, and then you do three, um, I guess, athletic tests, which is like a 40. Oh, you do you do, do those? You yeah. do a 40-meter sprint. You yeah. do the 5-10-5, and then you do a vert test. Right. And then you play three games. Right. Um, and depending on those three games – you see all these, you know, websites and mock drafts, stock up, stock down, <laughs> which, you know, which could be based on if you played 40 minutes in a game because they try to get everyone to play Yeah. because um, it's, you know, you get no prize if your team wins, right? So sometimes you're playing 40 minutes with 16 guys. You've got people playing out of position. Yeah, um, Yeah, because, you know, you have a ton of center mids that go there, a ton of uh, strikers and a ton of center backs yeah and then everything else just has to be filled in exactly so it's probably not the best evaluation on talent but you know if you're a good player you should be able to play well under you know any kind of circumstances at least enough like play well enough to show that you're you're a quality player so when the draft actually happens did you go to it or did you were you like at home and then you saw that you got drafted by uh, portland I, so I went to the draft. It was in Philadelphia. I got invited to go to the draft. Did you get invited because they knew you were going to be a higher pick? I think typically that's how it goes. Okay. Uh, I, they don't just invite everybody. I think you maybe be able to go if you go on your own and you have to communicate everything. Uh-huh. Not so sure about that. My uh, experience, they invited me. They From the combine, they flew me to Philadelphia. We had like a night or a day off, um, and then we had draft day. And getting um, picked by Portland, were you happy with that, or were you hoping to maybe stay closer to home? I was happy at the time to get drafted by at, Portland. Oh, at the time, at the time, mm-hmm. oh, there's a little things, bit, bit of space there. Things yeah. changed. Things changed, of course. <laughs> at the time, I was happy. Um, I got drafted fifth overall. And can you name the four people ahead of you? Yeah, it was Kyle Laren, um, I believe Romario Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyrie Shelton, yes, and I think Fatai Olashe. That's right, yeah. And do you mm-hmm. know where they're playing out? Um, Fatai's in Cincinnati. Yes. Kyrie's back in Kansas City. Yes. Romario is in, I think, Miami. Yes. At the USL team. That's right. And Kyle Aaron's in Turkey or somewhere over there. He's been kind of moving around, but. So he's actually playing in Belgium for Zilta Varegem on yeah. loan from Besiktas. Okay. Not that I did my research or anything. It's just you know, it's just pop culture you just know these things yeah yeah you, you know i do a good i i do follow um do you think they follow you i think i th- i've became like friends with um a few of them mm-hmm. you know the days leading up to them I, you know i would i would think they follow me a little bit probably the same amount that i follow them maybe not as much because you know you do have a little bit of um since they got drafted higher than me i always <laughs> want to do better than them yeah, right yeah yeah so you're a bit salty still not salty, but uh, bitter. Not bitter at all. S- sour. Unhappy. 
No, I was, so I was actually happy. Enraged. I was happy. I was happy because I thought I was maybe gonna go lower. Oh really? Okay. Mm-hmm. But here's a serious question now. Yeah, I need you to just be serious for one <laughs> second. <laughs> That's all I am, right? Um, I don't. I don't know if you can do this objectively, but where do you think you should have gone in that draft? Are we talking at that time? Let's talk about hindsight now. So you've seen, so say, was it Christian Rodan mm-hmm. was in that? So he's done quite well for himself. But with hindsight now, how do you rate yourself against those players? Not necessarily the careers they've had, but how they performed during mm-hmm. those six years or whatever, like you say. With just those five players? Just because the whole, let's say the okay. whole draft, because Rodan was after you, wasn't he? So for he's sure. Al- he's obviously very salty at you. For sure. Yeah, he's not happy with you at all. Um, oh, we'll get into that one too. I got a little, sto- a little side story on that one. Perfect. But, um, to be honest with you, I think I would like to say that's a decent spot for me. Okay. Um, if you look at after the first two years, mm-hmm. after that draft, it's it's the worst pick ever, right? Because <laughs> you know we're going to talk about that in just in a second. We but, can, but go on. But I think with as the years, especially with my time here at Salt Lake, mm-hmm. I think I've made big strides of maybe justifying that I was. Yeah, you worth weren't a that bust. pick. Yeah, yeah exactly. You a bust. Yeah, okay. Let's call it what it is. You weren't a bust. Yeah, it's close, but you weren't a bust. It was dangerously close <laughs> for a second. <laughs> so go on. Tell me this uh, roll down story. Yeah. So, you know, whether you look into it or take value into a lot of these mock drafts, do you, you take value in them? No, but, but you you're know, still saying Joe Burrow's going one. <laughs> But there's some, there's a little bit to it, right? Uh-huh. So like, they're not going to be right, but they had, they're they're not terribly off, right? Yeah. You know, and most of the time they're within reason of kind of where they have guys. And so Roldan was supposed to be top two. Was he? Yeah, top two. And I don't even. I think I was maybe ten or something. Everyone, a lot of people had me going back to Kansas City. Yeah. A lot of people. Did that excite you? I um. To be honest with you, I wasn't like, I need to go back there. I was like, I just, I'll go wherever any team wants me, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I was a little bit lower. And when we played his team at the combine, I personally thought I shut him down. He didn't have a good game. I had a good game. And then everything flipped, right? Yeah. It was like, rolled on. He's not, he can't, you know, can't do, yeah, can't can't get past me. He was also playing a different position, right? So it's finding personnel, putting him in the right positions. Anyways, he slides all the way down to Seattle from what everyone thought maybe he was going to go to. And now he's, you know, people, that's the best pick of the draft probably, right? Mm, yeah, you could say so, yeah. Yeah. I see. I can yeah. put a good case towards it. You know, he's been with Seattle since that draft class, and he's a national team player mm-hmm. um, where he's, you know, he's in and out, and he's done very well, right? But yeah. it's just funny how, like, probably f- – 60 minutes of one game one combine game flipped everything flipped the script for him and my or yeah him and myself hey that's why i shouldn't be a prisoner in the moment nope so we need to talk about your time in portland because you said you were very close to becoming a bust and why was that well so don't stutter just get off your chest yeah yeah it'll get off my chest here so there's this is good this is safe space there's expectations right every the higher you get drafted the more expectations you have. And I would say in two years at Portland, um, for the first team, zero games played and zero minutes probably wouldn't fulfill those expectations, right? But there was a this affiliate team. 
there is an affiliate team. And I played, you know, a fair amount there. But still, you know, as a higher draft pick, you you should expect it to be in the first you, team. You should be expected at, at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's a cameo appearance here or there, you should expect to have some some sort of a debut. In my opinion, no, I get that. And so, when you were at Notre Dame, you were a national champion, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Was Matt Howley your uh, one of your coaches, by the way? Yes. Shout out to Matt Howley. Shout out to Matt Howley. Um, so you go to Portland and it looks like it's the first time in your life where you really start to feel a lack of progress. How did you actually cope with that? Yeah, so there I mean there were some tough days for sure. You start to question if you're any good at soccer because yeah. the you know every person at some point likes some sort of validation, some sort of reassurance that keep pushing. Yeah you know, you're close, you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're making progress. None of that, none mm-hmm. of that. Um, and then more so is more the opposite way. Like how in the world <laughs> did we get you? Right. Yeah. That's, that's going to be tricky. So it was, you know, the confidence was super low, super low. Um, but for some reason at some point it was more towards the end of my, uh, rookie year, I was thinking, there's no chance I'm coming back here. Really? Yeah, there's no chance I'm coming back for year because, two. Because they wouldn't want you or you because you didn't want to go there. Both. Right. Right. Okay. Both. Um and then so maybe with two a month and a half, two months um left in that season, I pretty much didn't listen to whatever the coaches had to say. And I just said, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna play. If they don't think I'm playing well, who cares, right? Because I'm 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 focused on my next move. This is all about my next move. And I started playing well. I started playing like I thought I was playing really well at that time. Um, sure enough, we we go on our seasons a little bit longer. We win MLS Cup that year. And they meet with me and say, hey, you, you know, we want to see what we saw for the last month and a half, last two months next year. So at the time I was like, okay. So you didn't play for the first team in that, in that year? No. Okay. And I was like, okay. Um kind of got you in a situation yeah i was like all right well it seems like they kind of want me back um whatever you know they want me back so i think i might have a chance next year and then next year same kind of situation right and this time it was halfway pretty much through the season where i wasn't not not listening to the coaches but Mm. i was just not taking any of their criticism it, I wouldn't even say it was really criticism. It was just more putting you down, right? Yeah. Trying to, like, almost ruin your confidence. And Do you think they were testing you out, or were they just not having you as a human being? Or as a player, rather? The latter, because I wasn't the only one. It okay. was – there There was a few people there that if you weren't – if you didn't have thick skin, they're not playing anymore. Okay. And that's, that's happened there. Um, but, yeah, so then it was halfway through the year. I was like, this is all about me at this point. I got selfish, right? I was only playing with T2 – um, we were okay. We weren't great, but I was I was being selfish, and I was really thinking about my next move. Um, worked really hard. Those two years, I think I've worked harder than probably the rest of my career um, within any year just because they had me doing double days throughout the whole season, my first year especially. Second year, um, I was more – I would say I was training with the first team a few times throughout the week, and then it was T2, and then it was gym session – and then I would go on my own and go to a health club and do like another one. Okay. So it was I was 
I was really focused on me, not so much the team results, which is, I'll admit it, it was selfish, but I knew I had no future at that club. Okay. How do you perceive that now? Would you, if you could give yourself advice for back then, would you do the same things? Yes. You 100% would? Yeah. Why? Because I was never a bad teammate. I was always a good teammate, and no one knew I was being selfish. Okay. So I never let it carry into any of the trainings, any, like, none of the coaches I don't think would have any clue that I was so checked out with that club at that time Yeah. because I didn't let anyone know that. But internally, I was already focused on what I need to do to keep my career basically going, right? Because mm-hmm. I knew I was I had no future there. So what what is it going to take for me to be successful at a different place? Um, before we close the book on your time in Portland, do you remember who your debut was against? Uh, f- for, for T2? T2. I believe it was against Sacramento. League game. Is that, is that, is that mm-hmm. right? I've got, I've got it online on Wikipedia. Who knows everything? Even mm-hmm. People just put it in themselves as playing against the Monarchs. Oh, yeah, that is right. Yeah, that is right. You played yeah, against yeah, the Monarchs? Yeah. yeah, that's right. In a 3-1 three, win. 3-1 win. And do you know who the coach was for the Monarchs? Freddie. Freddie Horace, mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah, coach. yeah, you're right. What, what the internet's right, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> the internet, yeah, the yeah. internet's right. And then do you remember... Actually, so how did you end up at... Uh, how did you end up coming across here to Utah to play for the for the Monarchs? So it was coming into the draft. I thought at the time Real Salt Lake was interested in me. Uh-huh. Didn't get drafted there. After that year, the first year in Portland, where I thought I was gone, mm-hmm. my agent had been kind of reaching out because I was like, hey, you know, I'm pretty sure this, this uh, chapter has ended here. Mm-hmm. So we need to start looking. And I'm pretty sure that the club was interested in me after that first year to get possibly the first team. Mm-hmm. Um, signed to the first team. Sure enough, Portland brings me back. So then RSL now is no longer an option. Yeah. After year two, they are still interested. However, two years not never playing um, in the MLS, they say, I don't think we can bring you onto the first team, but we would love to have you on the Monarchs. Yeah. And for me, I had a few other opportunities to go trial with first team uh-huh. um, in preseason, but we kind of made a deal with the Monarchs that I would be in with the first team for RSL mm-hmm. um, for that season. And I, th- I thought, you know, they like me, they have liked me, this will be a good situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first team staff and everything, they'll get a chance to see what I can do in preseason. Yeah. So... To me, that like it was a little stressful not having a team for that time period. However, I think maybe it wasn't even that long, maybe a month or so. Yeah. But once the Monarchs came into fruition, it was almost like a no-brainer. Yeah. Do you know? Um, do you remember what your first goal was for the Monarchs? Of course. Who was it against? It was against Portland. First game of the season. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. So game everything winner. Just, everything just spun around. Oh yeah. And another question: Do you know who the constant is? for your first game of your career and your first goal? Do you know who's, who was on your side for both of those games? The constant. Yeah. Like in, I'm talking in the 17 or 18 or whatever it is. On my team. Yes. Um, Taylor Pay. Taylor Pay is correct. Has been my yeah. teammate for a long time now. Yeah, you two can't separate, can you? Because Taylor's just come back, hasn't he, from he, Louisville? He loves joining me. <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing all my research, I was like, oh, look, there's t- Taylor Pay. Oh, look, that's there's right. Taylor Pay. Oh, there's Taylor Pay. That's right. Yeah, so that's um, 
That's interesting. So you played that first year, 2017, and you must have done quite well because when August 24th came, you signed an MLS Pro deal. Mm-hmm. How did you feel in that moment? Really good. Do you feel, um, like, do you feel vindicated or, or how did it feel? A little bit. It was, you know, the whole time I always knew that I could be playing in MLS. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I didn't really look at signing with the Monarchs as a step down. It was okay. more just... To get in the building. Yes. It was more like the bridge to get there. Um, okay. And everything there was like going to the Monarchs, everything, all the my teammates and the staff at that time, like basically brought me back to what I thought I should be as a player. Yeah. Built all my confidence back up. It's believed in you. Exactly. And like that's got such a long way. It's so underrated. So underrated. So slept on. Yeah. So underrated. But um yeah, like August came around and I actually I thought I had a really strong preseason even with mm-hmm. the first team. And like maybe part of me was like, All right, well, you know, maybe at maybe they'll even offer me From after start, preseason. Yeah. That didn't happen, no big deal, right? Mm-hmm. No big deal because I signed a deal with the Monarchs. Let's let's play as well as I can with the Monarchs. And that whole season of even when I got signed to the first team, I wanted to win <clears throat> so bad with the Monarchs. Yeah. So from one year previous where I was playing most of my games, I was a first team player playing with T2. Yeah. I didn't really care as much, right? Yeah. Like I said, I was being selfish. Roles completely reversed. I was a, well, I guess at the point, you know, I was a Monarchs player, get signed. So now we're at the same position, right? I'm a first team player playing with the Monarchs. I wanted to win so bad. Yeah. Like I wanted to win everything because um, I was so invested. Mm-hmm. And I saw kind of what everything that had happened with all my teammates, with the staff, kind of what they did for me as well. Yeah. Like to bring me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was so just so happy to be there. Yeah. Uh, so you signed that deal, and that essentially is the beginning of your true head to head with your brother. Yeah. So it's time to talk about him. So who is the most successful son in the family, would you say? Um, Mike. Mike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's in terms of soccer, it's Matthew. Uh, Matt, my oldest brother, he's had a fantastic career. Um, Who's he, so he's played, is that playing for KC? Sporting Kansas City for his whole career. Um, 2014 World Cup, close to maybe 50 caps, or I believe that's where it's at for the yeah. for the national team. and. Yeah, he's he's multi or multiple Open Cup championships, MLS Cup champion, and he's had a great career. It's MLS Defender of the Year as well, mm-hmm. which was interesting because the year he got Defender of the Year, he didn't get it for KC. Yeah, which well, yeah, we'll leave that for sure. Yeah. Um, the question too, though, is though, like, do you value all of those things that I just said, or would you maybe even say the national championship is more important for school? Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Because he can never win one of those, you right? What? He to can be honest, never win one of those. Great question. That's that is a great question. Thank you. That is a great question. I think it will be a question that will be served in quizzes throughout the land for the next century. Mm-hmm. Maybe who was the most successful Beasley brother? Yeah, because you know, time tells. Like I, I could, I could get to all of those, right? Yeah, but of he, course. He, yeah, without question, he could never. Yeah, he get could never go back there. National championship. That. This is true. Yep. Thank so, you. So, did watching your brother um, in college in pro did that affect your decision making? Do you think? Yeah, for sure. Like because you were listening to him, or you were just trying to follow in his footsteps. Just seeing someone that's 
in your family, right? Seeing that they've had success and that they um, basically once he became a professional soccer player, it doesn't look, it's not as much as like a dream or it's like this very easy. almost. Yes. Like this, this is very much a possibility and it's reality for him. It could very well be reality for me, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. So that was, that him going to Notre Dame affected my decision to go to Notre Dame. Him being drafted like really was made, made it a much more realistic possibility that I could get drafted in my brain. And how about expectations from the family? Like who was the, who was the better brother from young? Who had the better youth career? Mm, that's, that's a tough question. I think I, I want to say that I probably did. I think my, both our teams were really good. I think maybe by at like the end of my youth career with my club team, maybe across the country, maybe the teams weren't as good yeah. because that's kind of, like I said, when Academy started being introduced, my club team had a little bit more success than his. Um, in high school, we both we both won a state championship. Um, we were the player of the year, um, but I did break his scoring record. So, oh, you did? Yeah, not, but, point, but not two, points but, record, but just goals. But that is playing two different positions, though, no? Or was he playing the same position as you at the time? He was playing center mid. Was he? he was a left mid slash like center mid okay. going into college. In his sophomore year, they made the switch for him to go to center back. I don't think he's too upset about that. But. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, here's, so here's here's my take on this uh, brotherly thing. So when I was in England, I played with the Ferdinand brothers. I played with Rio and Anton Ferdinand. So Rio Ferdinand is known across the world for what he did. He's won everything uh, and like in, in England that's available to win. Gets called one of the best players in the history of the Premier League and so on and so forth. But then Anton is a good player as well. But he always, I always felt like he had to live up to what his brother was doing. But he was never going to be able to do that because his brother was a one of one. Sure, you know what I mean. But people always look at him and be like, "Well, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that this happened or that happened." And actually, I've not done this to you yet, and I don't think it'll really affect you. But back home, one thing to get under Anton's skin, you just call him Rio's brother, and he used to absolutely hate it. And I'd say I don't think I don't think you'd be too bothered, but I'm going to chip away at it. Go for it. Just, just call you. Uh, no, I won't even say it. So you can call me Matt, and it's gonna have no effect on me because the amount of coaches that have called me Matt already. Well, how about Matt's brother? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just call you Matt's brother. Yeah. Perfect. You, you like it? Well, you're you not wrong, it. right? Yeah, but that's who you are, though. Like you'll be known as Matt's brother. Yeah. You okay with that? I mean, that's fine. Right? You don't want to have your own identity. You just want to be Matt's brother. Well, I am Matt's brother. So you want to be known as Matt's brother? You can call me that. Okay. But, I mean, of course. Yeah, I get, I, I see what you're getting at. Of course you want your own identity, right? <laughs> of course you want your own identity. But um, Matt's brother is going to be the one. Yeah. It, it, does not, it does not affect me. On Just, to the next topic with Matt's yeah, brother. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Can we do a re-intro now? <laughs> no, listen. Yeah. After you leave the studio, I'm going to mix everything up. Yeah, good. I'm going to chop and change everything. Let's do it. So can we talk about your current mindset? Sure. Yeah? So... At this stage of your career, entering your sixth year, because we've been through this, mm-hmm. number of police over there. Internet never lies. Yeah. Are you where you hoped that you would be at this point? No. I think I'm still behind where I, I'd hoped. You know, at, at this point, I hoped and my expectations were would be to be a regular starter at this point. Um, I'm not at that point. I, I think I'm 
I'm pretty close. I think I'm getting there. And I think, you know, I think the first two years really put me back yeah. a while or a ways. Um, but I think like since I've been here every year I've gotten better and I think I'm not going to put, you know, I've just, I'm not going to put like a ceiling on where, where I could possibly go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything that I had, you know, maybe expected when I was younger, you know, at this point you should be a starter. That's kind of gone out the window Yeah. because my career path is not a straight one. It's not a straight one at <laughs> yeah. all. It's not a straight one at all. So you have to reevaluate right after every year. And, you know, I, I like, I like where, where I'm headed right now. I'll say that. Why don't you think you're where you, sh- you why don't you think you're a regular starter as of the last two years? Um, just for the record, Bees is rocking back and forth quite aggressively now because he's uncomfortable. Yeah, super, so, super so, uncomfortable. So any answer, he's, he's trying to figure out an answer which doesn't alienate himself from his teammates. Was also worthwhile to himself. <laughs> no, not doing that. But okay. I am rocking back and forth, my hands up. Yeah. No, I. To be honest with you, I think. I think I wasn't ready when I first got pulled up to the first team. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't think I was good enough to be a regular starter. Um, but I, whether I'm right or wrong, I do think part of it maybe because. I signed a deal from the Monarchs, right? Okay. And yeah. there's still some. So you is almost like a progression player as not, opposed to a first team. Yeah, okay. and you know, definitely not anymore. Yeah. But I do think that is partly, you know, when you sign a guy, you have no expectations, right? You just want this guy to hopefully make an impact. Yeah. Um, and then if you know if he makes an impact, fantastic. That's we we did the right thing. We pulled him up. He's made an impact. Um, we don't really expect him to be a game changer. And not that I'm saying I'm a game changer at all. You kind of said it. No, you no. Did, you kind of said it. No. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll check the tape. But okay. You kind of said it. Well, then I take it back. <laughs> no, it's out there. I told you, anything that comes out here now <laughs> is out. Nothing, so, gets, nothing comes back. So I'm not a game changer in a sense where like... I you, think you're a game changer. Well, in a sense where if... Let me hype you up. You're a game changer. If you're a casual fan... You're a good player. Thank you. make you. a big difference. But I think I make a, a big changer, difference to, a game changer. I think I, I can make a difference Say it again, to, call yourself a game changer. <clears throat> I already did, according to you. Call yourself a ga- say it again, call yourself a game changer. I think Just come out and say I'm it. a game changer. Just, oh, there we go. Yep. On, it. on to the next topic. Okay, on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, anyways. It's if tough, we can, if we can get back on the tracks here. No, no, no. We've gone wild. We were, we're, we're, way, gone we're, so way, wild, we're way off now. Do you think, I, like, it's, it's, it's tricky to be in this space because, like, I want people to be honest but without involving other people mm-hmm. well, because it's a squad game. Yeah. It's very hard to do that. So you have to kind of have to be quite, you have to eloquently say certain things, mm-hmm. you know, that someone's not going to take offense to, Yeah, but it's actually factually true. But I can, I can say, it. I think you're a good, really good player. I think you could play every game this season, but then unfortunately for you, so could other, play, other people as well. For sure. I'm not the only person in this situation, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think a lot of, I think every time, you know, sure not every time but like most of the time that i've i've got in and i've played i feel like the team has done well yeah and they have 100 yeah and i you know that's what is important to me because i if i don't play well the team probably won't do well so i think i've done well yeah enough where the team has done well and then that's why i've slowly been playing more and more too and i'm just i'm optimistic that once i kind of get a you know full chance to become a starter that i'll be able to take that so 
would you say starting as a, as an opening goal, starting every game this season is, is a goal for this year? What are your goals for this year? Yeah, I think that's a little unrealistic goal, right? Yeah, um, you know, it's, yeah. Sure, but for me, like, I, I would love to start in, let's say, half the games, right? Mm-hmm. And appear in three, four, uh, three, three quarters, quarters of the Because yeah. like, both of those would be career best for me yeah um in so a season a progression again exactly yeah but i think that's like until you're kind of given the keys that's how it has to go right you have to build trust yeah and i think i've done that mm-hmm. and then you know if i do get that that chance i think it, you know it'll be up to me but i am confident with um with where i'm at future goals obviously you're in a very unique position of having a family member in the same league do you is there anything in you at all, or is it more like a family thing where they'd like to see the two of you play together at some point, whether it's for a different team, whether it's in KC, whether it's a national team? Do they, do they see that? Do you see that? Is that something you're interested in or not? It's something that I'm not going to go seek. Like, I'm not going to push for that to happen. Okay. However, if it were to, like, work for both of us in a situation like, hey, this could possibly happen, we could both play on mm-hmm. the same team, of course. It would be awesome. But it's not like a goal. It's just if it came about, then... For sure. Um, Sonic, uh, I'm going to apologize for what's coming next, yeah? You made it very clear, very, very clear. You're not really a music guy, yeah? Mm-hmm. But you're here now, and I'm ready to put you on the spot, okay? Bring it on. But it's just briefly, though. But firstly, firstly, we need a sidebar. You can... You are my witness to this. In fact, you told me the story. Mm-hmm. I just want to just tell everybody out there, anyone who's associated with the club, that... Um, our friend, teammate, friend of the show, Justin Portillo, he didn't know who Freddie Mercury was. Mm-hmm. This is true, yeah? True. Okay. Just let that sink in. I don't want to put any context out there or anything like that. What I said is what I said, and he's that guy. But we're going to move on from yeah. there now, yeah? It's a true story. It's a true story. So let's carry on with music, yeah? So you've got to make a decision, yeah? You've seen, you've, you've been, you've seen what it's like in, within our locker rooms. There's always music. Um, on game days, it tends to be in the gym, whatever. But I know you're not really big into your music, but mm-hmm. I know you appreciate what is cool and what's not cool, yeah? Just from a sound, yeah? You now are in charge of music for the season, and you have two options as to what to play in the locker room before games, yeah? You either have to solely play Britney Spears, yeah? Okay. And people know that you're in charge, mm-hmm. or you have to play the, this podcast of just your clips of you speaking, for the rest of the season. I'll play Britney Spears. And just own Britney Spears. For sure. And feel no way about it. Is that because you don't like the sound of your own voice or because you think you talk nonsense? Definitely not the latter. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not the latter. So you don't like the sound of your own voice? <laughs> it's... Is, there, is there an artist out there who I could have picked who would make you question whether or not you'd rather hear yourself than hear them? No. So you just hate, you just don't want to hear your own self before a game? No, cause no one. It's just talking, right? Like you need you need some instruments and some kind of. Like, How about if you were just like just motivating people? We can do this. We are a team. We are united. See now that's a little most different. won't. That's a little different. Most won't. We will. We will. We will. So if it was motivation, that could be that could be interesting. So I, so yeah, you're I'm a motivational interest, speaker. Yeah, I'm interested in that idea. So you would take your own motivational speech over Britney Spears. Britney's got some good songs though, right? Yeah, but it's about you as a male owning it within that locker room of people who like to listen to hip hop. Yeah, I'm okay with that still. Okay. So you feel no shame? No. Okay. So you own Britney. Well, see, the thing is too, I've kind of built up 
at least I think I've kind of built up this reputation where people don't respect my music interests anyways. <laughs> so I, I think, I honestly think I could do anything and people would be like, Oh, that's Beasler. We expected that. Yeah. We expect him to play Britney Spears. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So as well as that, if get rid of all that now as a concept, <laughs> if someone had to pick music to play in the locker room for the season, who would you put your trust in? Who would you pick to like, cause obviously your music tastes are different to the next person's, but who would you pick to be rounded enough to be able to, provide something which isn't going to stress people out well i think the person who does it the most is aaron herrera and do I th- you like it i think i like most of it right okay. there, there's a few things that i'm like oh who put on this song it was like oh this is aaron that's that's a little surprising but it happens right yeah um a person who i we've talked about who i really like on the as dj is taylor pay Really, I, I really like him. He really? he's, he's kept that quiet. He doesn't do that. He he is always been in control post game, pre game, um, with all the teams we've been on. Okay, and he's a he's a sleeper. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's a he's a sleeper. And who do you not trust to play the music before games? Goodness gracious, me. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, Eric Holt, I think <laughs> he's he's getting a few mentions recently. Yeah, yeah I just. I don't think our music interests align. The slight interests that I do have are not probably what his are. Yeah. He's, he's, he, listen, if you want something intense, you go to Eric. You see, I don't need intense, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily need that. What guy, though? Let's throw that out there. Um, what guy? Shout out to Eric Holt. Let's see. Friend of the show. Y- you know what I would be interested into? This is not to say good or bad. Go on. But just Everton. Like, what, what would Everton listen to? <sighs> do you know, here's a story for you about Everton. Okay. So... Everton doesn't speak a lot of English, as you know, mm-hmm. and the listeners, he doesn't really speak a lot. Like, so he stick. He will speak Portuguese. He might speak Italian because that's his last place. He, I think he might speak a little bit of Spanish, but if you hear him speak, it tends to be in that tone. So I was running on the field the other day, and I heard a voice which I didn't recognize say something in English, and I generally didn't know who it was. And the reason for it is because it was the very first words in English that I've ever heard Everton speak, and I didn't know who they, who it was. I was stunned. Shocked. It's completely stunned. Like you might have said good morning or something. I was like, oh my god! Like who is player. that? Well, you're a new player. <laughs> yeah, literally, there's an, <laughs> there's an extra guy there. But what a guy though. Um, so again, along the theme of music, you are now a cage fighter, crazy, psycho beast, yeah. And now you need walkout music. What would you pick, or what style would you pick if you can't pick a specific song? Yeah. So the music. <laughs> So I'll, I'll this just is, be you doing a motivational speech again. This isn't necessarily. I can, I can win this fight. I will end you. So something that I like that I actually do enjoy. Cool. I enjoy like musicals. Really? Yes. So you try and confuse them. But it would still get me pretty pumped up. Like the soundtrack from The Greatest Showman. Fantastic. The soundtrack from um, um, The Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Awesome. <sighs> You can judge me. I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you because that soundtrack to The Latest Showman has been played in my house for the kids before. Mm -hmm. And the Lady Gaga one, I get it, but I don't really like musicals. But I'm just surprised that you at your age would be into something like that, especially to say it. Because as I say, once once this podcast gets released, it doesn't become unreleased. It's just out there. So this is what you're going to be known for. Yeah, You know these questionnaires that we fill out? Yeah. I have no problem putting that down. Really? Oh, yeah. So like I already know that there's a chance that it's already going to get out there. I've it's, got I've got no shame. Yeah, this is the best thing when you interview someone or speak to someone who has no shame. Like it's it's so cool because it can just say whatever. Yeah. Like that what you said is is ridiculous, but that's fine. 
you know, because you own it. I'll listen to a few songs on the way to the game, right? I usually, I, I don't put headphones in um, while we're in the locker room or anything like that. Usually what I queue up is The Greatest Showman, The the Greatest Show, that one. Um, it's a good song to be it, It's a great song. Yeah, it's it's a, a great song. song. Um, Queen, a song from Queen I'll put on there. Um, this is as you walk out music to like battle. No, this is what I listen to like on the way to the game. Okay. And then, oh man, I'm, I throw in a country song. I think it's Brett Eldridge. Okay. Um, and then I think I have like uh, Lady Gaga or something in there too. So say, for example, now you've just signed at this club and we're going to Tucson next week and you have to sing. In this moment now, what would you be singing? That's a that's a good question. Firstly, you know I've actually thought about this a few times too. Have you? Okay. Uh huh. It's it's a tough moment. And I'm not I'm not. Sometimes I'm like thinking, you know, this is my sixth year. I've been here for four years now. No reason I would need to get up there and sing. Yeah, but just in case. But I've also been like, maybe you know, maybe I just will, just for the guy's sake. But I always no, please don't. I always yeah, I always pull back the reins and start to think. um, (laughs) Nobody cares. Yeah, like don't (laughs) don't don't be an idiot. Um, the reason for for context for people who don't really know how we do it, like before I came here, um, it'd be any time a new signing came into a club, didn't matter whether he was eighteen years of age or thirty eight, they had to sing on their first away trip, and it's I find it I always found it quite awkward as someone who'd been at a club for a while watching somebody do it, because if you're being asked to sing, are you being asked to sing as a method of torture is it to showcase the fact you can sing the fact you can rap well no because you can't do either and also people don't really know what you're like as a person so you can't really entertain them it's a horrible horrible situation like why does it exist yeah i mean and the thing is like if the rare case you do get someone who can actually sing yeah it's still awkward right because yeah. then everyone's like, like why are you singing so well everyone's like this is a joke man yeah, like yeah. why are you singing so well yeah for and it's sure. like it just gets really quiet yeah. and then the really bad ones everyone's just giggling like booing mm. but then the really there are i've heard a few good ones and it's just like this is weird now because yeah. he's like why are you singing for us yeah like, stop performing <laughs> so yeah, well, it is a weird concept what would you pick I think the song that I did sing, um, I, don't, I don't even know the name. It was the song, it's from the Sandlot. It's like, in the jungle, you know that one? The mighty exactly. jungle. Exactly. That one, yeah. And then I hit the high note. No, you didn't. Yeah. With what, like a crowbar or something else? <laughs> I couldn't quite reach it. <laughs> <laughs> <That's so> <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a, I think it's tough for now as well, because whatever, whenever someone sings, it's automatically on social media. Yeah. Like, you can't escape yourself mm-hmm. now. Whereas back in my day, like, it's one and done, and then you can yeah. deny it forever. Man, it was good fun, though. Oh, God. It was what good guy. fun. Let's talk about um, the season ahead. Thank you for that bit on music. I know yeah. you're very uncomfortable there, but thank you about I that. I did okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the season ahead anyway. <laughs> um, you know, it's only a few weeks away after all. So for us, I would like your expectations now, yeah? I want you to name three players for these first few things. Who are the three top goal scorers going to be? This is, by the way, this is one of those things where after you answer, this podcast will either age really well when you get it all right, mm-hmm. or it'll be like, does this guy have any clue whatsoever? Yeah. Three top goal scorers. And I'm going to write it down. Yep. I'm going to say Albert, Demir, and Sam Johnson. Really? Mm-hmm. And in that order? No, no order. So who's going to be one? I want to know who's one. I think Albert will. I think he's due for, um, 
I think he's due for 10 plus, 10 plus season. 10 and 10, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about for assists, one, two, three? Um, I think, well, okay, one, two, three. I, so I'll back up Albert again because I think he's going to have a big season. I think Corey Baird will be number two. Is that because he hates to shoot and prefers to pass? Some of his shots oh, passes. are turned into passes. Ah, yeah. The guys at the back post yeah, are there. See? <laughs> yeah, stay, stay awake. Um, number uh, three. Um, Man, that's it's I, tough, huh? Yeah, it gets a little tricky. It's hard, too, because we've had, you know, this preseason we've had some guys injured. I don't think our roster is even fully complete yet either. No. Um, but at this moment in time. At this moment, um, yeah, I'll, I'll put a, I'll put Demir back in there. So you wouldn't take, like, maybe an Aaron Herrera or someone I, like that? I was thinking of him. I was thinking that he could have a – Honorable mention. Yeah. He's like a 3B. <laughs> How about for, for cards and discipline? Who's going to be the worst? One, two, three. Um, number one – and see, I think the obvious answer, number one, I think will be Aaron. Um, the, the I think the obvious answer, or like people want to say Everton, but th- he's he, not really like that. He, he'll get his yellow cards up, but then he'll then he'll like Calm down cool out that. a little bit, right? He's really good at that, yeah. Because every time he gets a yellow card, say 20th minute, he's done for the game, right? Yeah, but yeah. it never really happens, yeah. So I think he, he does a good job of making it seem like he's a psycho, exactly, yeah. Um, he'll be in that list, so let's, yeah. we'll put him at two just because yeah. the nature of the position and how he plays. Um, and number three will be. You thinking Bex, Corey, someone like that? No, I'm thinking Demir. Demir? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if he's going to be happy with that. The machine's not going to be happy with that. You That's know. okay. We can have a chat about it. What's, <laughs> what's he going to get booked for? It's like trying too hard. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Trying too hard. Well, you answer, You kind of answered the next question because I was going to ask who do you think is going to have the biggest season? Mm-hmm. But you've said Albert. You said you think he's due for a 10 and 10. Yes. As it's on topic, what do you think about the new kit? I've got my take on it. What's yours? New, new Jersey, sorry. New yeah. Jersey. When I, when I first saw it, I was a little skeptical. And then the release of them, all of them, I thought they look, they've been growing on me. And I, I don't I, I think they're I think they're fine. Do you know, so I actually liked it. The first time I saw them I thought, Oh, this is really cool, this is different. This the shoulder thing, like I'm not I'm neither up nor down about it, but the design yeah, on the too. top, I thought I got it, that mm-hmm. was cool. Look as the kit all together thought this is cool. And then it did the big release and I was like, Oh my god, everyone's basically got the same kit. Yeah. Which is which kinda of threw me off a little bit because from where I'm from, there might be three teams in the league that sponsored by Adidas. Sure. So even if the three kits are kind of the same, it doesn't feel like that because you only see it three times. But when in the 26 teams, they essentially all got three stripes on their shoulders, it kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. But I do like ours. I think ours is definitely one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. And I think it'll look great once we start winning some games as well. It always looks better when we're winning. 1,000%. So with the MLS, yeah, I would say that 10 to 20% of all the, of the players in the league get 90% of the attention. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Do you like that? Or would you like that attention to be spread out more amongst other players? I think, I think a lot of it is deserved, right? Because is it for a lot of the players, not all of them, right? For example, to put case slightly against what you're gonna, you might say, Javier Hernandez or Chicharito hasn't kicked the ball in LA, but he's had more coverage now than I think most people in LA have had in the past few years. For sure, and he's not kicked the ball yet. Yeah, like he might deserve it at some point, but does he deserve it right now? 
Probably, right? A Why? little bit. Why? Because um, that happens everywhere, right? You you make a huge signing. Mbappe, um, you know, going to PSG. Mm. He hasn't kicked a ball for PSG. But he has kicked a ball in France. Okay. That, that's, yeah, sure. But his next move then, right? Like yeah. he So it's based on what you have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I say, would you like more, would you personally like more attention? Would you like other people to have more attention? Sure, right? Because it's those those aren't the only guys playing and a lot of people deserve a lot more credit than what they, what they're getting. Um, but I just think that's like the nature of sports, right? I mean, I think it's the nature of American sports. That sure. I mean, this is where I grew up. So yeah, like it's, 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 it's <laughs> like when we try and have a conversation sometimes, or want to talk to anyone that's from here, I sometimes forget that we're not from the same place, even though we're just talking like the same language because outside of here, I'm used to the football clubs being the biggest draw. And just playing for them is an honor. And as a consequence, you get attention. And the attention is not necessarily always equally spread, but they put things in place whereby everybody has to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if there's an interview with the sports network, every player throughout the season will speak to the sports network instead of the sports network solely going with one player. Yeah. And like there were times last year when uh, one of the teams in LA, uh, I think it might be Galaxy or whatever, would lose, could lose, they could lose a game 10-0. And they go on YouTube... Um, video to see the game and on the thumbnail is of one player for yep. LA Galaxy and you're like for sure is, 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 is this I agree no I, I get your point there but that is like that's that he is obviously American he's, he's a huge star he's a huge star anyway you look at the other sports though football like could anyone else like if you were a casual football fan could you talk about anyone other than Mahomes right now no no can you even get the jerseys I mean, yeah, customize them, right? Exactly, but <laughs> yeah. but like but it, as a print, everything else is available. Like, say I went to uh, Lids or whatever to try and get my cousin a, sh- a jersey from someone, and I was like, okay, so it's basically two players for every team, and a mm-hmm. roster that has is it sixty something players. Yep. <sighs> you turn on any kind of uh, sports show right now, mm-hmm. they only talk about quarterbacks, yeah. and then big personalities, Odell Beckham. Like that's just that's just the way it is. Do you think it helps the league? helps our league not the american leagues do you think it helps our league i think i think with what like it has right i think it's it needs to get away from that at some point mm-hmm. but i think right now like people in america especially like people soccer isn't their number one sport right yeah so what do they need they need stars they need stars to um get their attention stars to keep yeah. their attention but i think as years go on that probably will need to change. I think I don't think I'm semi. I'm kind of undecided about it all because I think you do need it to get attention. But I feel like the league will grow at a bigger rate when people buy into the teams more than the players. Because say for example with Galaxy, so they've sold uh, Ibrahimovic and mm-hmm. say also he's moved on and then Rooney's left DC. So now what's the point of emphasis about those two clubs now? Obviously Chicharito came in, so that's going to save the day a little bit for them. But DC don't have that at the moment someone who they're going to speak about all the time like that yeah you know what i mean but the club remains but the club remains the the same Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's fine because in this in this environment yes you can draw people in like that but if you want it to grow i think you need it to grow globally as well as just in this country because inevitably in this country i don't think it'll ever become the number one sport maybe not the number two sport perhaps not even the number three sport (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you, there's a there's like a clear ceiling. How many fingers do you have? Oh yeah, there's a there's a clear there's a clear ceiling for where you can actually 
become it feels like what you can actually become it feels like so as I say get people to buy into the teams and as a consequence it doesn't matter who's playing for them yeah. you watch the game because it's that team as yeah. opposed to the fact that that player now plays there because once that player leaves like what do you do yeah. you stop watching I think the I think the stars need to grab that. I think what you're saying absolutely is the way to do it. But I think for the casual fan, they yeah. need something to get latched onto. Yeah, hundred percent. And then yeah. the team is what's going to keep them right. Yeah, that's the way you'd hope it's going to be. But mm-hmm. then the downside is sometimes when the team will then solely focus on said sure. player, then said player goes and all strategy goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Well, we've the, he's gone, so we've lost like a million viewers. I've got. Um, yeah, I'll get straight to this. So this is a question from one of your teammates, yeah? So you played for the most part last year, but then someone said, why did you decide to take the rest of the season off after playing against Sporting KC last season? <laughs> Great question. Is, is this just because you weren't going to play your home team again? Or what's the deal? Yeah, that you know, it really does look like that. Um, it looks definitely Especially like Especially now was, that we know you're selfish as well. <laughs> it looks like I was dogging it, right? Yeah, essentially. Um, <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even answer that it's a great question yeah 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 so cool yeah okay so at least we know so whenever the game is against kc for the second time this year we can expect you to just have more time off if you if you are seeing me like you know hobbling around a little bit then you can start asking questions and you know maybe he's going to take a break again okay yeah well, that question was put forward by one cory bear by the way of course um so let's talk teammates yeah just it's um you can answer these quickly, but it's completely up to you. Who is the best person for you to call in an emergency, or who would you call in an emergency? And you need them, like, ASAP, to answer and then to help you. Probably Corey. Who do you think would be the worst person to call in an emergency? Everton. How about the best person to call if you want to go on party? Party. Um, for the type of parties that you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably musicals and stuff like that you know yeah nice cinema yeah you know probably Aaron or Justin Justin Glad who's your closest friend in the team Corey who's the most entertaining player day today Justin who's the most like you in that I'll say Justin slash Aaron because they're like a tag team right yeah yeah it's like if you see see one you see the other coming within 10 yards yeah dumb and dumber did you say (laughs) is that what I overheard yes okay I didn't say that I I said it Uh, who's the most like you either Corey or Justin who's the least like you I'm trying to pull up the roster in my brain really quick (laughs) I think positionally. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Johnson. Who's got the most power in the locker room? You, my friend. Who's the most quiet in the locker room? Um, Everton's pretty quiet. But he can speak. Yeah, to I know. His so I don't. I don't want to say. I. I was gonna say he is pretty quiet, but. Um. I put, the, for this season, Chris Garcia. Oh gosh, yes, for like, sure. He will say good morning, and yeah, then Chris Garcia, it. without a doubt. Yeah, who's the first in? Um, Putna. Yeah, I was gonna say Putna. It's Putna. like he, it's like he can't, yeah, not be at the training ground. Putna. Who's the last to leave? I, th- I, th- I thought Luke. I feel like he tends to just linger. Luke is a good one, and then that that whole crew though too, that trio crew of Tate. Yeah, Aaron and Justin clearly have no responsibilities. But I think, 
so they they obviously they do a lot of stuff after too but i think the amount of time that they just waste of doing stupid things like handstands and little games and yes stuff. and it's just like what are you guys doing <laughs> like you got you guys are wasting 40 minutes of doing nothing or like slapping each other and I, 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 my hands up I, I i've gotten involved in a, in a few of those but oh, then, i saw one yesterday yeah <laughs> when it when it goes on for like more than five ten minutes for me then i start to get a little like what am i doing yeah um who's the laziest then like does the bare minimum not that it's a problem because mm-hmm. the bare minimum is still doing your job but For who sure. does the bare minimum who don't you see in the gym who <laughs> who's done as soon as the session's done Corey Baird he's out immediately yeah immediately. he does get yeah he does get and then it, and then he'll what he will say and obviously he does a lot right a lot maybe behind the scenes but in terms of showing up he'll show up relatively early yeah but once training is over he is out he's the door gone. And he'll say it's because of his dog, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of but course, yeah. And just in terms of that. Right. So this one, which one of my teammates said this during the Super Bowl? See if you can guess, yeah? My hands are up here. The 49ers are a much better team. And Andy Reid is getting out coached. The question might have to be after this game, is Shanahan a top two coach in the game? Is there a timestamp on that? Um... I just can, just I, the Super Bowl. I need to know who said this. I can timestamp it. Clearly, the person isn't a Kansas City fan, I would say. It's, who do you it's reckon in my messages, this? and it was sent from myself. You sent that. Because it was factual at the time. Little did I know Big Red had a you know, <laughs> hurry-up offense up his sleeve, and he turned it all around. And little did I know Shanahan was going to crumble again. So this was one of your extremely early hot takes. Maybe it was the reverse jinx. Or an extremely early hot take. Is that right? So that was you. But to be fair, it makes sense because you're not actually from Missouri, are you from Kansas? Kansas. So it's, maybe it's not It's not like your hometown team, is it? So it's a bit different. So it's just to say it was me. Okay, cool. You're, just, you're the guy who just is po- poking right now. Just poking. <laughs> poke, poke, poke. Uh, see, I, I've been waiting. I was trying to be all serious for the first bit of it, yeah. and now it's just, just descended into a farce. Who um, in this team would you pick for a five-a-side team? To win, so obviously we do the competition and stuff every week now. Yeah. Who are you putting in your five aside team? You can't name yourself. You mm-hmm. can't name anybody in this room or anyone in the other room like Ryan Hale. Mm-hmm. He was going to be up on that list too. I've seen him in the jersey mm-hmm. now. He mm-hmm. looks like he could do a bit, you know. So let's put. Um, I like Demir. Okay. I like um, Aaron. Yes. I like Portillo. Portillo gets a few picks, you know. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he's a good player. Mm. I like Corey. Just because he's just going to just work hard. Yeah, you got to have a lot of hard workers, right, that also have quality. So at this point now, I need to tell you that it's only a goalkeeper. It's not like a goalkeeper plus five players. Yeah. So who are you picking? I'll take Putna. Putna gets another pick. It's nice to see. How about if I said we're now playing eight aside, so you can add three more players to that. Who do you add? I'll take... Um, I need another defender in there, so I'll take. Um... Man, it's tricky because right now I'm in between Holt and Jay Glad, and that's a toss-up for me because I think they're both good in that situation. Yeah, because they're both are they both can play in tight situations. Um... You could put both in and then just have one extra midfielder. I like that. I like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah I, I do like that. And then I'm going to put in 
I'm gonna put in Luke. Luke. That's, that's just a that's, gr- a, that's an annoying team. That man. is a gritty. That is team. the definition of the most Could, annoying team going. That's that that's like my kind of team too, because I feel like I would just I would fit in seamlessly with that team, and it would be awesome. Just. I can't fault it to be fair. I would, I would maybe think throwing someone like Albert because he can score. He could score a few goals in that. But then it's maybe it's Albert Demir. Maybe. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you there. I was thinking just like I want the most annoying uh, team in the history of flag football. Yeah. It's like you guys, we we'll, that team will win every game one zero. <laughs> Without a question. Yeah. <laughs> every game one zero. Who um who in the team is your favorite to play with? Play with. Uh, I, I I enjoy playing with Albert. Especially from my position, because I always feel like he'll be—he's got some good pockets to get the ball. How about the hardest to play against? Hardest to play against or play with? Against. Um, man, you know who was a, a, a annoying to play against was Pozuelo, and was he didn't—he didn't even play the full game. But this guy just ran. Okay, but I'm all talking about for our team though. Oh, that's okay. Oh, 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 I got you. You know, because I've just asked you 20 questions about our team. but Yeah, but that's why I said, like, with. So that's why I got a little Well, you do play against people in training, though. Okay. This is a little. Just. Okay. Okay. Thanks for that. Um, to play against. So for me, like, I ever think I've played against lots of good strikers, lots of good midfielders, making mm-hmm. good runs, all that stuff. People that read my passes, like, you're quite good at reading passes from defenders and all that. Mm-hmm. But I want to give a mention to Putner because for some reason I can't really score against him. It's, like, really annoying. Yeah. So yeah, he he would be up there, but I can't give him that because he's your guy. No, just because like we have a little back and forth going. Also, um, Albert for me because he always tries to score goals by not making me. Mm-hmm. That's really annoying. Gets under right into my skin. Albert's a good one, just because there's. I feel like there's so many times where I'm I'm like right there, uh, but then ready not, to yeah. crunch like crunch him, and he gets it away. Yeah, yeah, that's beside yeah. Albert as well. Yeah, it's exactly the same for me. The mm-hmm. amount of times I'm desperate to press him, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Ugh, just too yeah. late. Just that's too late. a good one. Um, how do you want your team to describe you as a player? I think I would say. How do you want them to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I would want them to say. <laughs> that I am reliable and honest. I think those are pretty, like, you know, generic words there. Yeah, ultra but, generic, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, but, like, you know, that's those are two, I think, pretty good ones. Um, you know, cause I could be, like, I could say, like, they want a goal scorer, but that's just, that's just <laughs> not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. Let's be honest here. So, yeah, reliable. Um you know, honest with like that's like hardworking and yeah. all, all that stuff. Um, so I, I like those two. Do you think they call you? Do you think that's how they describe you now? I I would think that they would call me honest. Um, you know, pretty hardworking. Um, to be honest with you, I don't. I I would like to think that they think I'm reliable too, but you know, every everyone's can think different things. Okay. I think some people fancy me as a player. Yeah. And I think honestly, I think some people are like ah. I could go without him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, just one last question before we wrap it up. Based on the way that I've seen this preseason go and last season and the end of the season before, why do people enjoy kicking you so much? <laughs> probably because I do a fa- I do probably because I do a fair amount of kicking back, but I know where I know where you're getting at here. What am I getting at? You you see you're asking these questions and then you you have your answer. No. So I'm, I'm, gonna, why, I'm it's not hey listen I'm just asking I, questions. I'll, I'll give you your answer what's, which what's is my answer? probably because 
I, 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 you know, I, I talk a fair amount, and I think people think it's a, it's a little fair shot, um, to get at me. Yeah, I can, you, I can be a little sarcastic too. Do you know what? I think for once you were right. You're really annoying. <laughs> so that's what I was trying to get to. And yeah, I just want to say yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're you, welcome. you to, to forget everything else has been said. Just realize one thing, everyone. Nick Beasley is really annoying. So, I yeah. just answered what your answer was, though. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the actual answer because I know people that kick you, and the reason they say they do it is because you're really annoying. Yeah, they don't mean it. But it's because you're honest and you're a good player. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, I've been meaning to have you on for quite a while, but we haven't quite worked out the situation yet. But here we are. We've done it. It was fun. And, yeah, thanks for being in here and sharing all your knowledge and sharing your story. Hope people uh, hope people enjoyed it because I did enjoy it. You're, you are desperately sarcastic, but, you know, I kind of grasp it now so I can understand what you're trying to say most of the time. So thank you. Thank you to Mountain Air Studios, Draper, Utah, and listeners of the podcast and the playlist. Thank you very, very much. Please keep giving us feedback. Um, Rail Salt Lake on basically every social media platform going. And also don't forget to keep sending your voice memos to digital at rsl.com. And yeah, till next time. Done it, smashed it. And it was dead long as usual. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm gonna do a short one. It's yeah. never short. No. It's cause you love to talk. I do actually. Yeah, I, I know do. you do. I know you do. Yeah, I do, I do.